hello 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 (laughs) welcome or welcome back to the podcast they make it she critiques it my name's caitlin the host of this podcast and today we are here to discuss the rom-com of 2020 beach read by emily henry this is the first book that i've read in the new year and i can see why it was so highly talked about among those in the book community i used to i used to see it so much on my bookstagram feed everybody was reading it everybody was talking about it this cover was going everywhere I didn't read it because actually I don't know why I didn't read it I try not to read like super popular books at the time they're popular because I don't want to be disappointed because the hype is too big but um I can see why after reading it, I can see why so many people liked it specifically people I think outside of like the book community like I saw a lot of like lifestyle youtubers and vloggers who were reading this book and really liking it so I thought that, that was pretty interesting as well because I'm an avid romance reader myself but um I found the book to be pretty romantic and heartfelt and there's a lot of emotions inside of it obviously because it's romance and yes I did cry no shocker there but before I get into the discussion portion about the book I just want to remind you all that if you're not following the Instagram for the podcast at they make it she critiques it you should because you'll get daily content and any podcast updates also make sure that you follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and leave a review if you want to which would help me out a lot but I just want to see like what you guys are thinking and liking about this podcast don't feel um Don't feel shy about like DMing me or something if you have any, if you have any critiques (laughs) on this podcast. Don't feel shy to tell me. You know, I want to make this podcast something that you guys enjoy and I'm still in the beginning stages so there's a lot of things we can change and work around and stuff like that. So definitely don't feel shy to reach out to me. Let me know um, and if there's anything you want to see on the podcast, anything you want to be changed on the podcast, just let your girl know. So yeah, make sure you follow me on Instagram, follow me on the podcast and yeah. Let's jump into the discussion portion today. Okay, I got water on my face now. That's great. All right, so you know how we do it here. If you don't know how we do it here, when it comes to the discussion portion, I do a spoiler-free section. Just kind of give my general thoughts and feelings about whatever it is I'm reviewing or critiquing that day. And then, today would be the book. And then I'm going to do a spoiler section where if you have read the book, we can kind of dive deep into some of the things, a little bit more deeper into the things that I liked, didn't like, and just my overall thoughts and feelings. So um, before we start talking about the book, I want to give you guys a quick synopsis. I suck at explaining exactly what a book is about without like giving too much away. So I'm just going to read the synopsis that you can find on the internet. So it reads, Augustus Everett is an acclaimed author of literary fiction. January Andrews writes best-selling romances. When she pens a happily ever after, he kills off his entire he kills off his entire cast. They're polar opposites. In fact, the only thing they have in common is that for the next three months, they're living in neighboring beach houses, broke and bogged down with writer's block. Until one hazy evening, one thing leads to another, and they strike a deal designed to force them out of their creative ruts. Augustus will spend the summer writing something happy, and January will pen down the next great American novel. She'll take him on the field trips worthy of any romance of any rom-com montage, and he'll take her to interview surviving members of a backwards death cult. Obviously, everyone will finish a book, and no one will fall in love. Really, obviously, that's not what happens, but you know, whatever. So that's like a quick synopsis about what the book is about. 
Um, let's get into what I liked and what I didn't like. So, what did I like about this book? Overall, I felt like Beach Read was a solid read, you know? I thought the romance between our two main characters, Gus and Augustus, he goes by Gus, but I felt like our romance between Gus and Augustus, Gus, <laughs> I am so hyper. I felt like our romance between Gus and January was believable and it was solid. I didn't think it was like, it wasn't, um, it wasn't super fast. Like, they didn't fall for each other really fast, but it was definitely kind of a slow burn, but it wasn't anything that dragged. I felt like the pacing about with their relationship was pretty solid. Um, another thing that I liked was the smut was minimal, but it fit the vibe of the story. I don't, like, even the smut itself, it wasn't super detailed, like, in a lot of other romance novels that I've read. And I think it just matched the vibe and essence of what the story is I felt like if it was just a I felt like if it was just a bunch of smut scenes and they were just banging every five seconds I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much because I felt like there was more to their characters than just them having even these intimacy moments so um there was only like two or three actual scenes of them having sex and it wasn't anything crazy but I think the way Emily Henry wrote them and the place in where she put them I think it was perfect and I really enjoyed it. So that was awesome. Um, another thing I want to talk about that I really liked is there was no like super huge conflict. So, you know, in romances, there's always this big blowout where the two love interests are like, we can't be together anymore because of whatever dumb reason. It's usually because of miscommunication. And what I really liked about this story was that there weren't really any big mis understanding or big miscommunication or just a big blowout of conflict it was more so like they had their hiccups but they kind of worked through them fairly quickly and it wasn't anything that like really put a damper or a dagger in their relationship you know what I mean I just felt like I'm kind of over unnecessary conflict and I felt like the conflict that we had in the story was a realistic b handled very well and c like we got over it pretty quickly because the con I don't think the conflict was that bad for them to really be hung up on it like if they were hung up on some of the issues they ran across I would kind of be annoyed so I'm happy that um, the conflict wasn't too much um, another thing I really liked was Gus okay so you know the main love interest the guys either is either like a make or break for me and I really liked Gus in this story um, he was pretentious and it was a bit he was a bit pretentious and he was a bit arrogant but he wasn't a dick. He wasn't an asshole. You know what I mean? He was attentive, but he was also mysterious, but not like in a weird way where it's like he's obviously hiding something like he might be a serial killer. Like, no, like he has his guard up, but for the right reasons. And I really appreciated just how open and honest he was when, you know, it was time for him to be open and honest to January and like difficult conversations. Like, I don't feel like he was really pushing his feelings away or pushing his feelings down and saying he wasn't like I can't talk about my feelings because I'm a man it was very I can be vulnerable I can be open it's uncomfortable but I care about this girl too much and I care about maybe what we could have in the future that I'm willing to do that so I fuck with Gus and I'm sorry I'm trying not to cuss as much on this podcast my Bridgerton podcast where I just like completely was spewing out cuss words still haunts me <laughs> Um, another thing I really liked was obviously the banter between Gus and January. So, um, 
they were so funny. There were so many funny moments that they had together. January is so sarcastic, and I love it. And Gus just takes it, and I'm like, yeah, she's hilarious, and he's just he just matches her energy really well. I think they go like they their conversations just flow so naturally, and the banter comes really naturally, and I really like that. And the last thing I want to talk about that I really liked was I really was able to relate to January's character and a lot of the emotions she was feeling and just in general, like how she describes herself as a person, like romanticizing everything, falling into romance during a difficult time in her life. I can relate. I don't even I think I started reading romance. Excuse me, but I think I started reading romance like 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 specifically romance and rom-com my junior year of high school it was me before you by jojo moyes that kind of started it for me and ever since then i've just been reading and high school was a terrible time in my life so makes sense so those are all the things that i liked and moving on to the things that i didn't like okay just making sure i was recording because i was about to be like bro i've been talking for like 10 minutes okay i'm recording um obviously (laughs) it's like 8 p.m i'm kind of erratic right now so things i didn't like this is not an enemies to lovers or rivals to lovers or like high competition like high competition between two writers that's not what this book is about and that makes me kind of frustrated because they kind of marketed this book as like two writers a romance writer and a writer who writes like super dark fiction and there were rivals and blah 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 they're not they're not there's like no competitive energy between these two characters and I was really expecting something more along those lines just because of the marketing and I would consider this more of like we were kind of strangers now we're kind of like friends and now we're going to become lovers that's what this book is more so about so if you're looking for like angst and like um they do banter but it's like in a friendly funny way like a flirty way it's not like in a ooh, like, they definitely, like, are, like, like they're enemies, you know? Like, ooh, he's being mean. Ooh, she's being mean. Like, no. No, there's none of that. And I'm kind of disappointed because I am a big stand of enemies to lovers. Um, another thing I didn't dislike, or another thing I disliked was there weren't any supporting or strong side characters that stood out. I felt like, I mean, this happens in a lot of romances anyways, but the romance the story just really focuses on Gus and January and that's about it like there are other characters involved but their presence and their impact and their involvement is so unnecessary not unnecessary but it's just so background and not the focal point in anything and I felt like you know, I would have liked to have some more developed side characters, more of them having a bigger role in the story, but that didn't happen because side characters will make or break your story. And I think they kind of broke the story a little bit for me just because and this is another thing I didn't really like. I wish this. So the story is only told in January's perspective. There's no dual perspective. So you don't hear what Gus is thinking about his thoughts, his feelings and in a lot of romances that I've read recently, there's been a, there's a lot of dual perspective. You get to hear the boy and the girl, the girl and the girl, the boy and the boy, whoever is involved in a love interest. But in this one, it's a girl and the boy. You get to hear both of their perspectives and see how the relationship is growing from both of their perspectives, right? And the beach read, you only see January's perspective. That is only one. It, it gets boring after a while. And I think because 
January and Gus are the only two characters that are really standing out. I would have been so happy to have Gus's character's um, thoughts and emotions during all of this because I think Gus was a really interesting character and I think it would have better helped us understand who he was his like why he's into this relationship his kind of feelings into this relationship because everything is from january's perspective his emotions his uh, energy it's all from what she's seeing not from who he is and how he's really feeling so i just felt like we missed a really strong opportunity and i understand why people don't like dual perspectives but i feel like in a romance when your main focus is only two people i feel like a dual perspective would be very helpful because the thing about a romance is based off of vulnerability and emotions. And if you can only read and understand and see only one person's emotion, then you're, I just feel like I'm missing something. And we were missing Gus, you know, especially because he's such a good guy, in my opinion. Um, and the last thing I did not like was the story can get a bit cliche and corny at times. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not my vibe. You know, like, I remember I would be reading, like, a line, and then I'm like, this is so cheesy. Like, please. Miss Henry, you could have left this out. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just, it was unnecessary. And I think the older I get, the more I just, and the more I read romances, because romance is my favorite genre, the more I get more picky about certain things, and the more that cliches and cheesy and corny stuff that's, like, kind of, weird and just like an eye roll I dislike you know and it kind of bothers me because I'm like I'm not trying to read a Cinderella story I'm trying to read a realistic romance and I just don't think anybody would say this in real life that's why it's just so bleh. especially because the characters themselves are pretty realistic people in my opinion and like their stories and their backgrounds are fairly realistic so that's it um overall I can see why people would like this book and I see why this book was so popular but I can easily see and easily just see like why other people did not like this book um I think it won a Goodreads award maybe for best romance where it was like rated one of the best romance of 2020 I would so wholeheartedly disagree with that it's not bad but I think there's better romances out there that are similar to this one that do what this one was supposed to do but better um the hating game by sally thorne if you're looking for actual enemies to lovers with competition in the same field read that one okay amazing but overall i would rate this book a 3.5 stars it wasn't terrible it was super cute um i did cry a little bit but it wasn't anything that really stopped me and was like holy crap this is like the best romance book i've ever read five out of five top romance books of all time like no it was good and that's okay it was pretty good I enjoyed it that's it for my spoiler free review um so yeah if you haven't read Betrayed please pick it up and read it um especially if you're into romances I think I never want to discourage anybody from reading anything because I always think that reading a lot of the times especially romance I feel like and just fiction it can definitely be subjective, so go read it yourself if you're interested, if this sounds like something you'll be interested in, and then after you're finished reading it, come back to this episode to listen to the spoilers, because we're about to get into that right now. But if you don't care about, if you don't plan on reading this, and you care about the spoilers, because y'all know I go in when it comes to the spoiler section, um, then keep on listening. Alright, spoiler people, what's up? 
Okay, so I didn't mention in the spoiler-free section um, January's dad being a whole-ass cheater because I don't think that was a spoiler, but I just felt like when it comes to the spoiler-free section, the less I tell you about the book itself and the details about the book, I think the best, the better because I didn't even know her dad was a cheater. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about her dad being a cheating-ass man. Um, first and foremost, I liked how they handled her grief over her dad, you know? She was not only mourning his presence as, like, just her dad, but she was also mourning the idea of who she thought he was, like, not as a cheater. Um, and she felt like, damn, like, who is this man? Well, is this, is like, is this man, did I know, actually know who he was this entire time? Like, who is this man that was sleeping with my mom and sleeping in the same bed as my mom and taking care of my mom and dancing with my mom like is this the same man who also cheated on her and has been cheating on her yeah that's a lot to like handle and I think they did a very good job with not they paced her grief and like spread it out throughout the entire novel rather than just pushing it onto us at one specific part in the novel and I think that was done very very well because because grief is a process and they showed it as a process rather than kind of just an onset of a bunch of emotions at one time and then you move on so I think they did I think Emily Henry did an amazing job at that um I was able to feel January's sadness but also her frustration towards the situation I also think it's interesting how the author chose January's dad to die instead of her mom considering that it was her mom who had cancer twice I felt like that was I wasn't expecting that like I was like her mom probably died because and for some reason I feel like you know the entertainment industry just loves killing moms, especially Disney Channel. Like, they just love killing mothers. So, for the dad to die, I thought that was pretty interesting. And just, like, a kind of change of events and, like, change of, like, what's, like, normal or, like, not normal, but, like, what's um, conventional and what, like, I'm used to reading about. The only... Okay. I'm not know if I'm the only person who feels this way, but I thought Sonia, you know, the mistress, I felt like she was going to bring way more drama and, like, shit and like tea to the story but she really gave us nothing she was barely present and she kind of just offloaded everything she was feeling towards the end of the book when she was on january's porch and had a piece of paper and was telling her everything and i was like i've been waiting for this moment the entire book for you guys to actually have an interaction with each other and this is just anticlimactic that i don't even care anymore and it was just like i was over it like i forgot you're even in the story you don't seem that important to the story like you're the you are the man's mistress you showed up to his funeral and this is what you can give me please like i was i was expecting a bit more um you know, I would have been I would have been okay if her character like wasn't even present or didn't even exist or like yeah, she could he could have still cheated, but like we didn't meet her. I would have been fine with that. You know what I mean? Um because I don't think her presence really added much or added anything to the story and I forgot she was there. And that's kind of something I also didn't like about this book itself. I felt like there were so many opportunities for like more interesting plot lines or how to make a plot line more interesting and we kind of just missed it like I felt like we were we were just we there was no details to the story and it was kind of just like oh he has a mistress but we can really dive into the like the mistress and have the mistress really I keep calling Sonia a mistress but have her really have an impact on the story and the fact that she was in the book club I was like you can really take this somewhere but no she just disappears and I was like wow that's kind of lame but whatever so I mentioned this part in the spoiler free review but we needed Gus's perspective 
we we needed his perspective. I don't understand why we did not get his perspective because there were so many things about Gus that we learned through January that I was like, if we just had his perspective, I felt like this book would have been so much like I'm talking about like it easily could have been a five star rating for me easily if I think we had his perspective, his family background, the fact that his mother would not t- take him away from his abusive father and his father broke his arm like we need to explore that feeling and how that made Gus the way he is today like that obviously has such a big impact on him and I felt like we need to explore that I need details I need backgrounds I need flashbacks I need more of that the fact his Naomi I think that I think that's his wife's name or ex-wife what she she left you for your what best man we need to dive into that and that made you kind of more wary to love and happy endings and marriage we need we needed to explore that and then she came back I would have done anything to be to be there when him and Naomi had that conversation after the book event that's why the end of the story I would have done anything to read what they talked about how I would have done anything but no we 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 got nothing from that and it was just like he gave us like a quick little at, um, to January a quick little like rundown of what happened but I don't care everything is just summarized you're just I wanted to, I want to see what's going on rather than just rather than just be told what's going on and I felt like this book did a lot of telling and a lot less of showing like a lot more summarizing than like giving me details and really me and really taking me through the experiences of I feel like I'm an outsider reading an insider story you know what I mean like I want to be in the story. I want to know the background. I want to know the details. I want to know what this glance means. But I don't know any of that because I'm not told anything. I'm not shown anything. I'm just being told a bunch of stuff. Another thing, another reason why I think Gus's perspective was just such a big miss in the story, him writing the romance. We see January and her writing process of writing this darker fiction story, but we don't get Gus's experience writing the romance story at all. And it's like, this man who writes about cults and like investigates cults we don't get to see like I want to see like how he's supposed to write a a cute happy ending when he writes like super dark fiction like that would be interesting you know um and speaking about cults I just felt like that whole plot line could have done again another reason why his perspective was so much needed the January wasn't really going to give me much about the whole cult situation and like why it was necessary or why it was important to the writing process because I mean what is it she doesn't know like that's not her vibe or that's not what she's into but Gus could have given me so much of that and I felt like that was so interesting and that's another thing and I saw somebody review this on Goodreads but there's a lot of darkness to this book like the cult topic and Gus's background and some of the sadness um when it comes to Gus that I felt like was just thrown in there and was never really kind of discussed in a way that was like satisfying to me because we have all this fluffy cute stuff going on and then they're going to wear a cult like burnt down or something I don't remember new new Eden they're going to new Eden that field trip they went on child that's that was kind of scary but we're not really going into that why are we not going into this This is interesting this is why Gus's perspective was needed because that's his that's his thing that's his level of expertise discovering and talking to cult leaders and things like and people who are in cults but no we don't get any of that and I just feel like it would have added so much more to the story I wanted to see it more incorporated in the story but whatever you know I'm, I'm fine okay 
we have to talk about page 108 if you don't know what that what happened on that page so y'all remember when gus and um january were putting gas at the gas station and she was like asked like she wouldn't like she was in front of his car door and wouldn't let him in unless he answered this question of like um one thing that you i don't know exactly like the premise of it but basically he like grabbed her hip and leaned in her ear and was like i actually have read your books and then pushed her away and got in the car and i was like oh <laughs> now make a pussy throb okay <laughs> i don't know why i said that i'm sorry but um one of my favorite scenes there's a lot of intimate scenes between these two characters not necessarily sex but just like a lot of like glances and touches and this was one of my favorites another one of my favorites was when they were in the drive-in movie and they had their oops and they had their first like kiss and they were going heavy with it and I was like I'm feeling things things are happening but it happened so early on like that's why I just don't believe this is an enemies to lovers like romance because I just feel like it wouldn't happy I wouldn't that's they wouldn't start kissing and having these like strong emotions this early on like there was never any tension between them like they I, I just I just I just don't believe this enemies to romance that they were trying to push on you but page 108 when he whispered in her ear child I felt him whispering in my ear yes I did um we have to talk about this last chapter that was in this book the epilogue the nine months later who who told her to keep that in the story who 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 made the executive decision to keep that was it her her editor should have been emily should have said emily you should have you should scrap this because that last chapter was so unnecessary i mean it was so not needed it added nothing to the story the proposal at the end was so odd i just felt like it was just a bunch it was just recapping a bunch of stuff again telling you're just telling me stuff that's happening you're not showing me anything it could have easily ended the book could have easily ended with them dancing in the rain it was beautiful it was cute it was sweet perfect ending i honestly docked like a star probably because the ending was just garbage like i just did not like the ending at all and i hear that um the uk edition of this book was better in the sense that the ending did not end with a romance or with a um proposal he actually like they actually dedicated each other's books the books that um they wrote during this um during this the books that they wrote during this book but they dedicated their books to each other and I was like that would have made so much more sense it would have been so much nicer than Gus proposing to her and the proposal wasn't even anything magical he literally wrote marry me on a piece of paper like please and then <laughs> there also there wasn't a lot of um beach reading going on like I thought they would be writing their stories on an actual beach there was not like I'm looking at the cover. This cover never happened, by the way. Nothing along this cover ever happened. And I was kind of disappointed because I was like, not really getting summer beach vibes. I'm more so just get, I don't know. I'm, I just, it's just, I'm not getting that. Um, and that was kind of disappointing. But I just felt like the last chapter was just not necessary whatsoever. Why didn't, why was it not, it could have been left in the drafts. It could have been scrapped 100,000%. Like I, that last chapter really made me, I was reading it and I was just like, what is going on? Like, okay, okay, this is happening. Okay, this is happening. Okay, this is happening. To my, in my opinion, if she wanted to do another chapter after they were dancing in the rain, she should have done it when the entire chapter just should have been them. This is what I think the last chapter should have been. They released their books 
they see the success that their books are getting maybe they're doing a book signing together of something of those sorts and then they each finally get the copy of each other's books and then they open it and they see that they both dedicated their books to each other and they kiss and it's over that would have been so much of a better ending than the re the random the random recap that we got of just a bunch of stuff going on and then proposal i would have been totally fine with that other ending but i'm not an author so it's not my book let's talk about the lack of side characters just a little bit more um i think her name's shoddy uh not emily um january's best friend she should have been more significant like she's january said this super like beautiful line towards shoddy and was like you know like i'm falling in love with not falling in love with you but like just like expressing how important um shoddy was to her and like how important their friendship was but we didn't see how important their friendship was. We just, we only thing we saw were random text messages and then she came over to visit. That was it. But we didn't really see, you know, I didn't really see a strong female friendship between the two. Like it was just, yeah, she's your friend and yeah, you love her, but I'm not seeing it. You know, Shadi just was just not, I felt like for her, for you to say that to her and this for this to be a super like touching and beautiful moment between two really close friends. I felt like I should have felt more like happy about that moment, happy that you said that, but I don't feel anything because I don't feel anything about this relationship because I barely even know Shadi and that's the author's fault because she barely, really rarely introduced Shadi and rarely made Shadi. I feel like I'm calling her Shadi. <laughs> rarely made um, January's friend, best friend significant in January's life in January's story and I felt like she had lots of opportunities to do so because this entire book is told from January's perspective another thing that made me upset with the side characters specifically was I wish we saw more of her relationship with her mom I felt like they were <laughs> I keep repeat I keep repeating this but they would tell us how important her mom was or tell us you know she gave up this for her mom and gave up this for her mom and her mom had you know she was diagnosed with cancer twice and it, and then the cancer ha happened the first time and then it came back but we never got to see an actual relationship with her mom same thing with her dad we never maybe this is why i think flashbacks would have been helpful with doing this we never saw how close this bond between her and her family was and her parents were we were just told you i need to see it myself to believe it like how her romance with Gus was believable because we could see it happening. I needed the same thing with the other relationships in her life that we were told were super strong and important to her. I needed to see that, not just be told that. I felt like there was such a missed opportunity towards the end of the book after January read her dad's letters where um, she called her mom and was like, I need to talk to you about everything and talk to her about everything that's just been going on. Talk to her about jockeys. But we didn't hear that phone call. She said one thing to her mom and then that was it. We moved on to another scene. And I'm like, that was such a missed opportunity. Let us have that phone call because she hasn't talked to her mom this entire book. She, her, It's obvious that her relationship with her mom is now kind of strained ever since her dad died because her mom can't talk about the um, affair. And I felt like this phone call where they kind of open up to each other, it would have been such an amazing moment for us to see that rekindle of that relationship with her mom. Just to see somebody other than Gus matter to her and matter in her life but we got we didn't get that the phone we didn't get the phone call at all it was just like cut short and I was like another missed opportunity and speaking of those letters that her dad left her 
can we talk about anticlimactic again and just lame like I was expecting way more than just him being like I cheated on your mom she forgave me can you please forgive me too that was basically what the letter said and I was just like I was expecting him to like spill the tea like not necessarily go in detail but really give a better explanation because it 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 made it seem like he was gonna really say something like this letter that she got in the very beginning of the book that she doesn't want to open and then there's a box of more and there's it's not a box but there's a um a a safe with more letters and I'm just like (sighs) and then we read the letters and I was like this is cute but that but the letter where he tells her that she's having that he's having the affair was just so lame And I was like, I feel like you should have poured more of your heart into this because you didn't tell me anything I didn't know. That's the problem. So I don't know. I just felt like I was expecting more from the letters. And um, I don't know what I was about to say. My train of thought literally just left my head. But moving on, just there's just so many missed opportunities for details. So many missed opportunities for details. And I'm getting and I was getting really frustrated because I was like, this could have been missed opportunities for details in regards to anything other than the romantic relationship between Gus and January. Other than Gus's perspective. Everything was just missed opportunity. Again, this is not enemies to lovers. I did not like how they were like, Gus was actually really like January this entire time back when they were in college. I was just like, are you serious? How are we supposed to know? I felt like that would have, you should have, this is, you should have hinted at this, that he actually really liked her. I'm not surprised that he did, but it was just like, I don't even think y'all were really enemies. I don't like, oh, he called you fairy princess. Like I just, speaking of him calling her fairy princess, I personally felt like January was a bit harsh on her judgment of Gus without a solid reason. He called you fairy princess at college. He made one snarky comment about your writing and now you you have this weird conception of who he is in your head that's not even accurate in my opinion you have you I think she made up this rivalry that they have that literally doesn't exist I don't know why she did that she made it up in her head because they have no rivalry towards each other she doesn't actually dislike Gus and Gus doesn't dislike her so what enemies to lovers are you trying to get at what rivalry what competition there there is none you're not even competing within the same genre of literature. Like, there is... I was told a lie by the synopsis, and I'm not appreciative of that. I was told a lie by the marketing team, by the publicity team, by the author herself. I was told a lie, and I don't like that. <laughs> but I just felt like, also, January, when she gets upset that Gus didn't tell her about his divorce or marriage or even, like, his home life right off the bat... Bro, he doesn't know you that. I just felt like she was asking for, like, that's, like, a bunch of things to offload on somebody. And, like, he even, he said himself, like, I'm sorry that I don't want, I don't want to go around talking about my divorce that ended so badly, my marriage that ended so badly, right off the bat. Like, just because she is, it's easy for her to kind of say her business doesn't mean that it's easy for him. And, and then when she would, when she told him, like, the backstory of his marriage and actually that they're getting divorced and everything like that she was like oh my god nobody actually chose Gus and was starting to feel bad for him and I was like 
you're feeling bad for him for the wrong reason you should feel bad for him because you have this weird misconception of who he is in your head for no reason you're making up you're making stuff up in your head you're 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 making it up and it's frustrating me because that's not who he is whatsoever and i feel like i just he wasn't ready to talk open up to you and that's okay like you literally just met him it hasn't even been a month yet like chill out bro <laughs> like it's not his fault that you'll you're willing to spill your guts about your life so early on and he wasn't you know and i'm like i and it's very obvious that i think it was more obvious that she wasn't so fond of him more than he wasn't so fond of her i think she was living some she was making something up in her head and she was projecting it because it made no sense to me back to the proposal that i was talking about um in the end i wasn't expecting the proposal because gus wasn't okay he wasn't anti-marriage or anti-love again after the whole naomi thing happened but he also wasn't so gung-ho about it and i felt like it was their proposal was just rushed like they they spent the summer together and summer is what two three months and then they just flash forward and now you're getting proposed like there's so much we missed i also felt like they told each other they loved each other early on but then again i'm like you kind of spend the entire summer together there was really nothing else to this book other than your romance so i guess it's kind of believable um but the proposal just felt rushed and quick and again because gus's feelings weren't there to like look and really examine because he didn't have his own perspective and yes i'm gonna keep talking about it because that's literally the reason why i think this book did not get like a four or five stars out of me yep um that camping trip can we talk about that the camping trip was so cute when they got into that tent and she was like us like what is going on with you and he just kind of was like opening up Uh, they just know how to communicate so well i love the way they communicate with each other there is no like I don't want to say holding back, but like anytime she genuinely asks him a question, he's like opening to talk. And I love that. I totally, totally love that. Um, like there's no butthurt feelings or yelling. There's just vulnerability and honesty from both sides. And it's just amazing. And then they had that beautiful, intimate moment after they like offloaded their feelings. And I was just feeling great. I was feeling so good. I was feeling amazing. One of the most romantic parts in this entire book. I know, not even one of the most. The most romantic part in this entire book was when they were in the rain towards the end of the book. And Gus looked at her and was like, when I watch you sleep, I feel overwhelmed that you exist. I lost it. I actually lost it. This meant more to me. I think I closed my book and was like, I'm going to start crying now. Because this meant more to me than when they said, I love you. There, I love you, I literally wasn't I wasn't even paying attention because I was like this I love you feels weird but when he said when I watch you sleep I feel overwhelmed that you exist referencing back to what January said in the beginning about how when she would watch Jacques her ex-boyfriend sleep she would feel nothing and that kind of told her how much like she wasn't into him because by watching someone sleep you're like that you really love you're like wow I'm so happy that I'm sleeping next to you I'm so happy that you exist you feel something and the fact that he said that back to her just like referencing um, not referencing but bringing the beginning of the book and connecting what happens on what happened in the beginning of the book and in the beginning of the relationship just bringing it back around and like circling back bringing it full circle is what I'm trying to say just 
it was just so beautiful and the way he just said it like knowing how much that would mean to her how much that would mean to me because i remembered that shit freaking love gus he's such a romantic whether he accepts it or not whether he believes it or not this man is romantic as hell okay romance romance he can he knows how to listen if you know how to listen i mean you're pretty you're you're, you're there your 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 romanticness is i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> anyways um wow i have like i have noted a lot of p- random pages but page five, 354 oh i remember this so this is i'm gonna read it in a second but this is about what gus had to say about his happy ending in his book after he killed like the two characters um that were in love because um january was like uh it's not really a happy ending because like you killed the two characters and this is what he has to say about that and i more of a reason to just fall in love with this man so he said okay so because Jan- so january was like had like a weird face after she read like the ending of the book and he was like what's wrong and she was like so much for your happy ending and he was like it was a happy ending and she said for who and this is it he said for them they were happy they had no regrets they'll won and they didn't even have to see it coming for all we know they live in that moment forever happy like that together and free i just i mean wow wow I love Gus. He has a way with words. I would have done anything to gain his perspective. Just, just a fraction because he has a. I think he has a different perspective of a happy ending than January does, and I would have liked to explore what it means to be happy, what it means to be in love from his, you know, viewpoint. But because I think there's differences, you know, like. Even though he killed these two lovers, there was it's still a happy ending for them, you know. Whereas someone like January is like, yeah, but they're dead, and he's like, no, you have to look deeper than that. Love him. So, overall, I didn't mind this book. You know, I I've explained my issues with it. Um, I don't I don't know how it was like. So I mean. I, I really don't see how so I just feel like there were so many other romances that were released out last year that I just feel like were better than this but I mean reading is subjective I don't know how this I don't understand sometimes and that's okay um again I just felt like something was missing with this one like how strong January's relationship was with her um with her mom and her dad and her friend and how deep this rivalry with Gus went that didn't seem like it was deep at all. I felt like I was being told so many things instead of being shown them. There were so many missed opportunities, missing details. I felt like we were just jumping from thing to thing and not really taking a second to dive into certain areas of the story. But it's okay. It's okay. It's. I mean, I think it's a solid book, you know. It's a good book. But it was raw, you know, it was raw, it was cute, it was very emotional. One thing about romance that I love so much is the vulnerability and the emotions behind it. Like, you're really, like, opening your heart to one of... The biggest risk you can take is, like, opening yourself to somebody else in hopes that they'll love what they see, because we all have skeletons in our closet. So, I really, really enjoyed this book, as far as the romance goes. 
which is like the main part of the book but there were also a lot of things surrounding the romance um that i didn't like as much so still a 3.5 stars that's not a bad rating by the way that's it for today's episode um thank you so much for listening make sure to follow the podcast the, the podcast instagram which is at they make it she critiques it and leave a positive review please don't be shy to dm me any feedback again or any like shows movies books music albums artists that you want me to review talk about critique let your girl know i'll put it down on my like um google docs of ideas for the episodes um, I will see you guys next week with a TV review on the Netflix show Fate, the Winx Saga. Actually, let me Google if it's actually called Fate because I wrote that down and I don't know if that's actu- if that's accurate. So I'm going to Google it real quick. Okay, it is called Fate. Ooh, I thought it was like called something else. I started with an F, but that will be the episode coming out next week i actually already watched the show because it's only six episodes but there's so much to unpack in those six episodes and i'm gonna tell you right now i have a lot of things to say okay i have a lot of things to say because one i am an avid winx club watcher like i was the biggest winx club fan growing up and this show is nothing like the winx club so i'm not gonna like talk about the winx club the entire episode but i do have a lot to say And I'm really excited about it. So stay tuned for that. And I will see you guys next time. Enjoy the rest of your week or day or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Bye.